Hello everybody and welcome back to At The Movies with William Fletcher. I, as usual, am your host, William Fletcher, and joining me again is Kitty. Say hello, Kitty. Hello. Uh, so we did an episode on Titanic, um, and I think the general opinion was that we thought it was pretty good, from my yeah. memory, yeah. Uh, um, so this episode, uh, you chose a movie for this episode, in fact. You chose Us. By John Hill, yeah. Yeah. Um, is there any particular reason you chose it? Um, well, just, like, it's an interesting one to take a closer look at, mm. so I thought it would be good for a podcast. Mm. yeah. Um, so... I don't really know where to start. Well, I guess to start with, have you seen Get Out? Yes, I have. Yeah. And what do you? Th- what did you think of Get Out? Um, it was what I was expecting. It was I enjoyed it, but mm. uh, well, with both uh, movies, they were they were compelling, but not really mm. scary to me and I went into it with very much the idea that these are horror films you know they're mm. meant to be thrillers mm-hmm. um but after watching and you know reading about them and stuff I realized oh no it's much more about um like symbolism and they're much mm. deeper themes rather than it just being like uh oh scary twins and you mm. know, yeah that kind of thing mm. yeah um I I'm just gonna be honest. I think Get Out is somewhat overrated in terms mm. of like I think like I can sort of understand why some people think it's like this big thing for like black people, but I I don't see it as that. I mean I do. I mean I get that's the point, but I don't think it's as well done, like as well written as like other movies have been that sort of tackle sort of similar um like i like sort of ideas you know about like racism and how you know i guess sort of the treatment that black people ha- get and, and receive at times yeah yeah like um i think like do the right thing is a much better telling of it's a different story but i think it's a much better film that tackles and deals with racism. It, it's it's not the same kind of movie, but it is a better movie that I think like it's a it's a much better story. Mm. And I think there's like there's a lot more to that. And I think it's just a much better written film than I think Get Out is. So I think Get Out is like fine yeah I think I agree it was very much fine I didn't think it was as revolutionary as a lot of people seem to think Mm -hmm. I also didn't think it was great in the horror genre I wasn't really Mm. scared but I think it was like once I watched like uh, analysis videos and stuff like that I started noticing a lot more small details Mm -hmm. and I was like oh well okay it is you know deserves I think a lot of the recognition that it got, but mm. I think for sure, with us, you can see the growth, and you can see that uh, with Get Out, 
uh, George Hill was still kind of, you know, finding his feet mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. with the kind of movies that he wanted to make, and he's definitely mm-hmm. improved on that with Us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do think Us is the better of the two films. Uh, I uh, I saw it, the first time I saw it, I, I don't remember when I first saw it, it was around, like, the time it came, it was, like, sort of, like, mid, to, like, it was, like, May or June last year, and I thought it was good, and so I was, and I, but I don't really remember a whole lot, so I rewatched it for this, uh, and I, I think it, uh, it's, it stayed, I think, the state, I think it stayed, like, the same, like, the score I gave it then, but I think... I feel like the score is more justified because I, I gave it a score having not remembered much of it, and so I thought I, I sh- if I go back and rewatch it, maybe maybe the score will ch- maybe my rating for it will change and improve, or it'll just stay the same. And, and it stayed the same, but I think I I feel much more like I can I can justify why I gave it that rating. Mm. I yeah I think it did a lot better at being a horror film I was slightly more scared Um, yeah I don't think either of the films are really that scary I think it's very much Mm -hmm. more about the themes Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah but Us is I feel much better it has like a more interesting plot just in general you know Mm -hmm. yeah I I definitely Uh, think that yeah I, I think it's a much more interesting idea because I think yeah. that with the whole like get out thing it's sort of you sort of see those kind of movies that like you kind of see those kinds of movies in the sort of like not to that level or in that specific genre but I feel that there's lots of movies where you sort of have you know this these like boyfriend and girlfriend and then one of them meets like their significant others like family or whatever and it's not what you was and they're not what they would expect you know where i think this is where us i think is a much better it's it's a it's a more unique story and it's and like something that um is just it's it's much more interesting and a much more interesting story to tell yeah and i think the story works so much better with the uh themes you know with mm-hmm. um jordan feels like you know, of course, I don't want to say his agenda because that sounds like I'm putting it in a negative context. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, with, you know, all the racism stuff and like the duality of men, you know, mm-hmm. it works It works so much better because it's like much more literal and um, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Um, so I guess. I don't really. I guess we could start with just like talking about like the performances from like the cast. I think, and or like, do you have like a specific place you want to start from? Oh uh, yeah, we can do performances. Yeah. Uh, so I just gotta get up the cast. Uh, well, Lupita Nyong'o. Um, I think she's phenomenal. I think she is a very good performance. I feel, and I, and I think that like she's uh, she's phenomenal into sort of everything in what I have seen her in and I think that she is um I don't like I don't know what to say I just think it's very like it like I think playing two different parts you know like sort of two different roles that she has to play you know 
Yeah. And like having to, you know, play this sort of like the yeah the, the yeah the two dualities, you know, these two different kinds yeah. of characters. And I think that goes for the main and I think that goes for the main family, like the four actors who play the main family. I think they all give very good performances for playing those different, you know, roles, having to play both sides of it. Yeah. I think the, I don't know the actress's name, but the daughter particularly does mm. so well. Yeah, yeah. I've, uh, the act, uh, sh- I'm not going to try and pronounce that, uh, but yeah, I think she was uh, she gave very good performance, and it, and I think it's a, like a lot of it's it's very nice to see kid actors who actually can act, and like because yeah, I because I think there's some um, a lot of the times a child performance is it's like it's a very difficult thing to get because it's very hard to work with kids and to get 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 them to get the performances you want but i think that in this film i think both of these young actors give really good performances and are very competent and i definitely think that like what they sort of do in future i feel that they've got you know Whatever they do next, I think they will be like big stars, like you know, yeah, down the line. Yeah, very bright future. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I also think that uh, Winston Duke. I think he's a very, like, he's not like he's not like an amazing performance, but I think again with what he is given and what he has to do, I think he does a, a good job with that. Um. And I just, th- yeah, I just think that, like, the entire cast basically is, like, decent at what they do. Like, they're, like, they're yeah, all good, you know? Yeah, they all did what they needed to do. I think, um, probably Winston Duke, he was, like, the father, right? Yeah, he was the father, yeah. Yeah, I think his performance was probably the least, like, Stunning, you know, all of the other mm-hmm. characters really had a clear contrast between them and the mm-hmm. author. Um, but him, oh. I mean, he still had like a. It was a great performance. It was still, it did what it needed to do. It wasn't bad by any means, but mm. it was the least, like, it had the least dramatic contrast. Yeah, I, I think that is the uh, sort of goes with the the, the family. Is I think his alt his is tethered version the the alter ego i get the the other version is not as interesting or as like fun i guess you could say because i think the other three have they they their roles and and who they get to play is very much like uh there's a lot more that they can do with that you know i think that there's a lot of just yeah, I just think there's a lot more, a lot more like, of like there's more of them, and I think that they get, I think they're written more like there's more stuff where they are sort of written yeah, as characters. Yeah, they have more opportunity. To, to yeah, to to stand out, I guess, and to yeah. Whereas Winston Duke is just sort of like, he's there and he's fine, but he's not you know this amazing performance like the other three are. I, yeah. I think amazing might be too far of a leap but like very good like yeah mm. like the kid that played like the son and mm-hmm. um 
Pluto was the yeah yeah Pluto was the other white version yeah yeah he was so amazing like you could really tell like uh, he really embraced his more like animalistic side I thought mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. both yeah. kids were really really great performances from them yeah and there was just, like noises that they made like mm. um, the way that they communicated and the voice that um the tethered mum or you know actually mm-hmm. not the tethered one the the voice that she spoke in mm-hmm, yeah. was at first I thought it was like a little bit cringy but mm-hmm. uh, no I had that yeah well. exact I had that exact same sort of feeling I was like oh is this gonna I, I was sort of like is this gonna get like grating is this just gonna get annoying you know, and, and it didn't. I sort of felt that it, it added to the character, and I, in fact, thought that, oh, this is... I, I think that that performance is helped, I guess, by that voice. Yeah. And I think it, like... Helps differentiate on it, Yeah, and it, it, it... And I think... And, and I like how with each of the family, it's sort of... Each one of them sort of got their own sort of, like... I don't like they've got their own different thing in in this like sort of like they've got like their own sort of different I, I'm trying to like think of the word here but it's like I guess sort of they've got something to like they've all got something unique about them I guess is what yeah, I'm like tra- gimmick almost. yeah like how you know like the tethered mum is like the only one she he's the only one who can properly talk who can like say words and stuff and then like the little girl she's just like always got this like massive like smirk on her face or whatever and then how they sort of and, and i like that because it 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 gives it something a little bit more because if they were just like yeah. the same but just like evil versions i don't think that would have been as interesting or as like entertaining but i think with the they give them you know, unique character traits that differentiate them, and they give yeah, them... Yeah, more depth. Yeah, I think that is, like, a good thing, that it's... that they're different, so you... so it just... you know... so you can... so it helps to make yeah. them more and interesting characters. It makes the movie more, like... Yeah, it makes the movie more visually interesting when mm-hmm. certain characters, like, have those certain qualities like mm. you know the kid uh the kid's pyromaniac you know he loves fire so mm-hmm. when yeah. you see fire you think oh it's this kid you know it yeah uh, really helps to create a more like literal connection like with your mind to the character you know like mm-hmm. you see that smile and you think oh it's the it's the tethered daughter you know yeah mm. yeah um I've got, uh, so who else is in this? I think the, um, the other sort of family that there is, the, um, like the, the white family. The white family? Yeah. yeah. I think, I th- the mum is played by uh, Elizabeth Moss, who was in The Invisible Man earlier this year, which I thought was very good. I thought she was very good in that. Uh, yeah, I thought she was very good for what she was, like, given. It like in the sort of sense that like it's a, a, it's like sort of she's not given a whole lot to do but what she is given she does like a lot with like a spe- mm. and like with her tethered 
version of her character, I again think she's not in it for that much, but she does a lot with that character. And yes. Like making the most of a little amount of screen time. Yeah. She's really great with those like wide eyes. So you see mm. how tethered um yeah. like putting on makeup in the mirror. Yeah. And I think yeah, like the tethered like showing them as like people, like giving them the mm-hmm. the certain characteristics makes them like feel so much more human than I think if they were just like evil versions, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like the the whole makeup in the mirror thing was really like mesmerizing and I think she did amazingly mm-hmm. in like every scene that she was in. Yeah. For sure. And I, and I think that's a, a, a sort of a, an I like sort of good writing in that I think with some other writers they might not do that with characters they might not write them in a way where they're they don't they don't make them unique i guess in that like they, they sort of they're the same character like that like they're just an evil version of them but with this they sort of differentiate them enough they give them you know unique like sort of gimmicks i guess so it's not just oh it's an evil version of that character yeah. And that, yeah. and I think that is, you know, I think that is, you know, good writing on Jordan Peele's part of yeah. just doing something that is, you know, I, I just think it's very good writing to write them in yeah. that way. Very unique. You know, like mm. it could have gone in that different direction, which I'm so glad that it did. And mm-hmm. it was like, um, and those characters were actually like fully fledged, like deep characters, yeah, two dimensional, not just you know like you said the the evil twins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I I think that's sort of like like before like I think those are like the, sort of the main characters and sort of main sort of like performances. Like I think like I think that all the and I think that. Uh, the little girl who plays the young um, uh, Lupita, Lupita's character, mm. like the, I think she is is again not in the movie much, but I think that she does a very good job for what like she does have to do. Like she's only sort of yeah. like at the very beginning, at the, at the very end, and and I do appreciate that again it's, it's a kid actor who does a lot with not very much to do yeah she did so well i think with the like the when they first um switched when mm-hmm. you see the beginning of the film and they think that she has ptsd because she's not talking because of course like the tethered don't know how to speak mm-hmm. she's yeah. just like silent like wide eyes mm-hmm. yeah, she's really yeah. good at just making like uh, making the audience feel like unsettled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was very, very mm-hmm. subtle, but excellent performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that the score for this, like the opening credits and just sort of the score throughout, I think at times it was it could be it could have been a bit overbearing. In this, like, I think at times there would it would have been sort of more if there wasn't a score in it. If it was just sort of. If there was like a score, but it was not like just really like a sort of like a subtle score that you did that was not very like noticeable or mm. that you could p- sort of pick out, I guess. Yeah, 
There was one thing that I really liked in, I think it was the car ride there. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a song on the radio. I don't know the name of the song, but uh, the dad's singing it. And the kid's like, this song's about drugs. And the dad goes, this isn't a song about drugs. This is a dope song. <laughs> that's cool because oh, that's actually that's dope yeah. Is drugs? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's cool. yeah. And actually, I will say you just pointed out something that I never that I that you made me just realize is that the tethered <laughs> people don't talk like throughout the entire movie. Yeah. I, I I was just sort of like, I was like, oh, that's cool. Like I I didn't have a problem with it. I was just like, yeah, that's cool. You know, that makes them interesting. But it explains why. She, Lupita's character is the only one that can talk because she's different from all the others, and I do appreciate that. That it is consistent that you've pointed that out, and I just it's more consistency that she's the only one that does talk because all the others are just like silent, you know, or they just like sort of make yeah. noises that aren't like nor like normal noises. They don't say words; they just make not what like the noises they can make. Yeah, um, and you can see how like um, her language has evolved, like. I'm sure when she was younger, before she was switched with her tethered, she was just like, she could speak regularly, but then you see when she comes back to like take her place back, you can see that her speech has evolved into the more like grunting kind of tethered form. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like it's, it's really gruff and grating. Um, mm, yeah, and, and, I, yeah and, I, and I think that's combined along with the fact that like her throat was like crushed was like yeah. was like oh, injured about yeah, yeah. And, I, and i watched that i was like oh that makes sense that's why her, that's why her voice is different you know because her, yeah. her and so i think again it's it's sort of it makes sense it's not just a twist for the sake of doing a twist you know and, yeah, I, and I also think... oh my god what an amazing twist i think this movie has one of the best endings that i've seen like in the mm-hmm. past like a couple of years mm-hmm, it's yeah. so good I, I I always appreciate like a good twist ending because and I think like as most people say the best twist endings are ones yeah. that you don't see coming but also make sense. Like if you like stuff like Fight Club, like you know the tw- with yeah. that twist ending, you know like and like you watch mm-hmm. it, you watch the movie again. It's like oh of course it was like obvious that it was a twist ending, and it and it sort of set up and built yeah. to that twist. And you know stuff like I'm just trying to think of other movies with twist endings. Like um, what's like a movie with a twist end? Like a really good twist ending. Uh, I can't even think. Um, but yeah, movies that you can go back and watch, and then you can see places mm-hmm. uh, where it fits more and more. Yeah. Um, um, and all the pieces kind of fall into place after the twist. That's yeah, when you know it's a great choice. Yeah, a uh, one movie. My my favorite movie is Memento, and like I I would argue that that is a the, that film has got a twist ending, and you sort of you watch it and it makes sense, and you can sort of see how it gets to that point, and how this character, you know, sort of believes this thing that isn't true, or they've they've convinced themselves of something that you know yeah isn't true um yeah and so that just i i will admit i think the twist it's good but i'm not sure if it's like this amazing twist like i don't 
Like, I like it, and I think it's set up, and it makes sense, and it all works, but I, it's not like, oh, if someone was to ask me, like, hey, what are your favorite, like, like, what do you think of the best, like, twists, like, ending twists of a movie, I probably wouldn't say us, because I don't think it's, like, it's something that I don't think is, like, amazing, or it's not, like, it's not this just great idea, you know? Not great was. idea. I was really impressed by it. Yeah, no, I get I think it's good, and it's, like, very well handled, but I just, it doesn't, it's just not one I'm gonna remember, or, like, say, like, oh, that was a great twist. That's just what I think. Yeah, I, I, I really loved it. I think I will, for sure, like, reference this mm-hmm. as like a movie with an amazing twist you know and i liked how um the very i like how uh this is like irrelevant to what i'm about to say but um mm-hmm. all of the car rides i think are kind of symbolic and you know it starts mm-hmm. in a car and it ends with the car i love that mm-hmm. yeah um but um how the kid like puts the mask down at the end after he sees uh his mother i think you know, you can see the kid realizing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that helps um, the twist. Like, it's not just something that the audience saw anymore. It's like uh, a tangible thing that happened in that universe. Mm-hmm. Once the once the kid realizes, you know, mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, it was outstanding ending. Like, throughout the whole movie, I wasn't fully compelled. Like, the second act was a little boring. Um, but then, like, that ending really, like, changed my opinion of, like, the whole movie prior. Because I liked the twist that much. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Um, I think that is a fair point. I just don't agree with it. Like, mm, fair enough. <laughs> like, I, I guess it comes down to, like, I don't know if the twist, yeah... I think the thing is, as well, I just don't know how much the twist added to my enjoyment of the movie. Like, again, with other twists, I think that they add something. Like, like I love the movie, and it, and that, and the twist is just a little bit extra. Whereas this, I sort of felt, like, didn't do that. Like, it was, a, like, it didn't, it didn't make me enjoy the movie as much. Like, because I was sort of, like, I thought the movie was good, but the twist didn't add anything and I think that's what a twist should do it should add something Mm. it should it should like make the movie even like more it should add an extra layer to it it it, it's sort of like because like I, I do think that another thing is that I don't like I do admit that there is sort of build up and like lead up and it's foreshadowed and such but I I don't know if they spend as much time sort of setting it up as maybe I think they should have like they shouldn't spend the entire movie trying to set it up because then that ruins the surprise but I I just kind of wish there might have been a little bit more teasing or a little bit more of like a foreshadow to the twist itself like I read somewhere that um, one of the hints that she was meant that she was 
like the mother was actually tethered was that first scene in the car when she was clapping like clicking her fingers along to the rhythm of the song she mm-hmm. was like clicking off beats and that was meant to be like a hint that uh she was tethered but i like would never have noticed that if it wasn't pointed out to me wait so okay so so the song like at the beginning where the family is going to uh, the pl- the house they're staying at and she's clicking yeah. her fingers to the yeah, beat of the like, song yeah except uh, it's like slightly off beat oh slightly off beat okay yeah and that was meant to be like a hint that she was tethered but i think maybe like on like a third viewing i might have noticed that. yeah that is a thing i think there also is like too subtle like if you like there's hints and that you can give but you could also be too subtle with it yeah and i I think that if it was a little more obvious or you sort of you make like I don't know if a character should have pointed it out exactly, like, point out that, hey, you're not, like, clicking on beat, because I don't know if that might have been a little too, like, much. Mm. But just, like, a look or something from the husband. Yeah, exactly. Something that sort of makes it a little more obvious that, like, hmm, that's that's interesting. You know, something like that. I think that would have made it work better and would have been more of a, um, it would have just added more to it, I think. Yeah, I think a lot, a lot of the things that made me appreciate this movie more were things that I did not notice at all when watching, and mm-hmm. things that I only noticed like when reading other reviews or analysis mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like all of the t-shirts that they wear have like hella symbolism, like so much, so many mm-hmm. details I yeah. completely noticed. Yeah, um, and I think that is like that happens a lot like when i watch a movie for the first time i'm not sure how much i sort of sort of look at it and sort of try and find like a hit like hidden meaning or try and make it in or sort of try and find like symbolism or everything unless like i like i don't try and look for it if i notice it i'll point it out but I won't be like just looking for it because I don't think when I first watch a film, you I should do that or anyone should do that. You, I think you should yeah. just enjoy it. And if you notice symbolism, that's good. But I don't think you should actively look for it the first time you are watching it. You know, yeah. like. And I think the best movies are the ones where you don't notice everything straight away, and you can watch them over and over and still get the same yeah. enjoyment while finding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when I first watched Scott Pilgrim, I there were things I noticed, like sort of, because as a fan of Edgar Wright, I'm sort of used to have used to having to watch a film and be like, okay, there's symbolism here, and this means this, yada yada yada. And so I'm not I was looking for it, but it was just things that I would notice because I'm used to his style of filmmaking and used yeah. to how he makes films. So I, I noticed it. And how he sort of there's like foreshadowing and how like all these things represent this like colors mean all these different things but with other filmmakers i don't do that like like the first time i watch it because i'm not used to i'm not aware of how like that filmmaker does things like how they sort of put symbolism and stuff in and that, that's just, like, how I feel. And that's how, sort of what I think about 
some movies in the sense that like I appreciate symbolism and I think when I go back to rewatch a movie I'll probably notice it more that I'll probably look for stuff then after the first watch because I just I want to see how they like I guess like sort of see like oh here's like foreshadowing or or, or oh this means this you know mm. yeah I think um with us uh mm. it was it was kind of a interesting experience going into it after seeing like get out and mm-hmm. knowing um knowing like what the themes are gonna be I think it was impressive that um, um there was still so many things that you know you wouldn't notice on the first watch mm-hmm. yeah um, even even when knowing like what you're getting into mm-hmm. yeah I, d- I do get that and that does make sense and 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 to be honest when i, when I went back to rewatch it because uh, uh, i don't remember much of it so i was just wondering like is there a lot of sort of like like subtle like racism like is is like is this film like does john peel make you know sort of references to racism or does he sort of make a um does he sort of like sort of talk about racism in like a way and I, and I forgot and I just didn't remember that this was just sort of like a straight up horror and there was not much sort of reference reference to racism in like this yeah film. there's not a lot of dialogue uh, at all really um, mm-hmm. like about uh, those kinds of like if there is conversation it's almost just like throwaway like lines like mm-hmm. about the fights that they just had yeah whatever yeah which i thought was interesting yeah uh, uh, uh um it's, it's sort of continuing on uh, sort of continue on that point of like dialogue i felt that some of the times when there would be like with some of the comedy i felt was out of place and like sh- i didn't think they should have done it at that point like I thought there were times where there was meant to be these jokes and such, but I was just sort of like, I didn't... I don't think the scenes needed jokes. I think it could have... Yeah, like, at some points, um, like, the humour came off, like, as unsettling. Like, when the daughter says that she's driving because she has the highest kill count or something Mm -hmm. like that. I was like, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And there was another scene where the, um... Where they've just defeated like will kill the 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 the, the uh, tethered version of the white family i i don't know their names but the the other f- major family in the film yeah. and they're sort of and sort of the dialogue i and they were trying to make these jokes and i was like i don't know like that didn't work for me like i i think i have this with like some films where they try to do comedy at points where it doesn't need comedy yeah like i like i've fine if there was comedy earlier on like before the, everything like kicked off like the family just had this like comedy together and they were telling jokes or doing all these things and I would have been fine with that and that would have worked for me but I think at that point when all these terrible things are happening you know people are dying and, every, and everybody's getting hurt I, it, it felt it sort of took me out and I sort of felt that it shouldn't have been there yeah I agree but I think maybe it could have been like um especially if the kids uh said something it could have been like 
um, desensitizing. I could have been like symbolism for that. That mm-hmm. uh, you know, this is like this amount of violence is like um, not uncommon, uh, like mm-hmm. something for the kids to be seeing, and that could have been um, like fun mm-hmm. into the whole racism thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, I just I've got a couple notes. I I liked uh, I, I I sort of liked the some of the callbacks that they made. Like the the one I made a note of is when it's um uh Winston Duke's character here and his tethered version and they're on like the boat, whatever and like and the tethered version like trying to chase him on his boat or whatever and the boat like stops because it's sort of like a not very good quality boat and and i like that they sort of set that up earlier in that like and and i and i like that it was a cool like because when i think when you watch it you watch that scene initially of him like showing off the boat you just think ah he's just got a a crappy boat and but i i liked how they sort of called back to it later and how it made sense like it didn't just come out of nowhere like they set it up like it's like you know a setup and payoff yeah, like in other movies, uh, in that same like uh, style, you might see like, um, oh, they're trying to get away, but the car won't turn on, mm-hmm. which is like, oh, how fucking convenient, you know? But yeah. this, uh, this movie, it's like oh, it actually makes sense and it fits into place. You yeah, know, I, I think right that on. yeah, if they were to, I I would have a problem with that as a trope if it was set up earlier and it makes sense that oh, it's it's like it's a, it sucks that like the car whatever doesn't work or like it, every now and again it might just do that because it makes sense it doesn't just come out of nowhere it's yeah. like hey let's just do this just for a little bit of extra tension it actually yeah. feels like oh yeah this makes sense and i and it you know it works um i yeah. I, I, I remember there were more callbacks in the film but i'm trying to remember like what else they were because i saw this film like last week so i i don't have the best memory of like what like i'll see if i could like do you have any like memory of like other callbacks that were made yeah, in the I film saw it, like a week ago too okay well that's very good not the freshest <laughs> no memory but um yeah, there were quite a few yeah um, um, I actually want to go back to the performances actually, and I made a note of uh, Red, who is the, uh, the tethered version of like the main act, the main woman's version. I remember the like sort of opening speech and monologue from her tethered version. I I felt that was like very tense and there's a lot of suspense, and I I think that sort of goes with this film as a whole is that I think that the tension works and that you sort of do feel like anything can happen like anybody can die at like sort of yeah. any point you know it's it's very much like it that's just sort of what i is that this is like like i like i like a lot of horror movies but i i, I watch some where i'm just sort of like it doesn't feel like there's any tension here and i feel like this gives like has tension and like there's stakes yeah. to it, and you sort of hope the best for these characters. Yes, I think the 
children really um, helped emphasize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, you could really feel like the mother's like fierce affection of her children. I thought that was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I um, yeah, I just thought it was very, like, you sort of could feel that like, n- you know, anything could happen at like any point. Yeah. In like the sense of, you know, you don't know if like these characters will survive, and I, and I think that's good writing and and very, you know, unique writing that like, oh, this could. You know, like anything can yeah. happen. Mm. So you know the rabbits that mm, were, like, yeah. we saw in the first, and then like yeah. later you saw them like running yeah. rampant like through the sewers. I thought I had like no idea. Um, they kind of like threw me off, but then yeah. at the end, I was thinking that um, it might have been like an Alice in Wonderland kind of thing. Like, yeah, like, I, I, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I heard something like that because I. I was a little confused by like, the rabbits as well. I was like, hmm, that's an interesting choice. We've got rabbits here. But I, yeah. I do think that, I think I, yeah, read something like, oh, it's like a rabbit hole thing. Like, she's going to sort of fly down the rabbit hole. And it makes sense. Like, and I, and I sort of think that, I think that's sort of going to be sort of like a theme with J- Jordan Peele as a filmmaker yeah. and as a writer is that a lot of his films there's gonna be you know a lot of symbols and they sort of like you can or you can sort of have your own interpretation i guess of what this means like oh there's this this and then you could like hear all these opinions and read all these things like oh and you've got all these people that think it's blah 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 like it's all these different things and i think that's yeah sort of the mark of like good writing is that there's no wrong or right interpretation like like sort of anybody can think this you know there's there's no wrong or right answer i thought the rabbits also could have been like symbolism like test subjects you know how Mm -hmm. makeup is just like animals stuff like that yeah 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 i i yeah i i i do sort of think it's the whole sort of going like alice in wonderland type thing you know I, i think that's sort of my interpretation of it but i don't think you can be wrong or right about how this like what this in film is trying to say or what this represents it it sort of represents its own thing yeah i think like movies like this have like reddit pages like dedicated Mm -hmm. yeah i just think they are you know that's like the biggest compliment you could get as a writer like yeah having people like fighting over what it means yeah and i think both of jordan peele's films like 100 percent have that and i can't wait to see what he does next yeah um i was i had a point that i was gonna make and i've forgotten it now um i think that Um, I don't remember what I was gonna say. Honestly, actually, I had a, I had like a point that I was gonna make, and I don't remember it now. 
I had like some little things that I noticed that I mm. could talk about. Yeah, sure. Um, so just with um the symbolism, I thought the handcuffs that was huge because like mm-hmm. when um you know uh, she's like handcuffed the mother she's handcuffed the entire time pretty much and then you see at the end like the first thing she does uh when she like beats the other one is handcuff her to the bed mm-hmm. like she was yeah to the bed like years ago yeah, um, yeah also i thought like the, the like the pivotal line like the most um important thing that the thing that really made my mind switch from like this is just a movie to this is a movie about something was mm-hmm. when um they asked what are you people and they said we're americans like it wasn't so obvious like that they were humans like just like mm-hmm. them you know yeah yeah I thought that was like a big racism thing mm-hmm. um also there are a lot of michael jackson references mm. which was interesting yeah and i saw like in a jordan peele interview that um he very much saw michael jackson as like representing the duality of man like black and white um <laughs> kind of thing which i thought was kind of funny yeah um also pluto the name of the tethered youngest boy um, mm-hmm. pluto is like uh, I saw that I'm, this isn't an original thought. I'm stealing this from a, an interview, but um, mm-hmm. Pluto is like uh, it never sees the sun's light; like it's always in darkness. Oh, okay. And that was like you can see his like obsession with fire. It's because he's never like seen light. Yeah, so I thought that, was, that is uh, pretty cool as well. Yeah, that's a that that is that's a yeah that actually makes sense, and that is a very interesting. Um, sort of perspective and sort of thought on it. Yeah. Uh, I just remember what I was going to say uh, was that this, that Us is like, it's a much bigger film in terms of like, because mm. sort of like, because Get Out is based, is mostly within sort of one kind of location. Like it's in the house, but it's sort of like, and sort of most of the movie is around that house. But yeah. this, they sort of like a, that. There's like a like a like a you know a fair. Then there's like a house, and then they go back to the fair. Then there's like this underground sort of world that is created yeah. from it. And and I think that it's probably, and I think with this with us, I think that Jordan Peele was probably given a little bit more money and a little more freedom, I guess, to do to make what he wanted to make because of the success of Get Out. And so I think that. Is why this film is much bigger. It, it I think, like, I feel it is a lot bigger because, like, of because, like, if you because, like, looking at the budget, like, the like, Get Out had a budget of four point five million dollars, and then Us had a budget of twenty million dollars. So you Damn. so you can see that like. It, it it got so, uh, m- so much more money to play with, and I think that yeah. he sort of I, I sort of feel that Jordan Peele, as like a right hand filmmaker, he could probably make what he wanted. Like he could probably ask for anything, and I feel that mm. like comp like studios would probably give him what he wanted because he's such like yeah. a big deal and such a and he and he makes money for them as well. Like like these movies are very like both Get Out and Us were very financially successful. You know, they made roughly the same amount in the box office and, you know, and they're just very big 
you know, they just make money. So I think that John Peel, whatever he does next, he can it'll be whatever he wants it to be. Yes. Yeah. Which I think is a great thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be a great thing, but it can be a terrible thing. You know, like yeah. Christopher Nolan, for example. Yeah. kind of personally was a bit of a mess. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. just like the result of an unhinged director who has like who has an unlimited budget doing mm-hmm. whatever the hell he wants. Yeah. But Jordan Peele, for sure, he really... I do think... Like, waste the opportunity. Yeah. I, I do think... I, I will admit, I, I, I liked Tenet, but I felt that... Yeah, I, I didn't really get it, and, and I don't... And I kind of hate people who are like, oh, you don't get it because, like, oh, you're not smart enough to get it, or, oh, yeah. don't worry, you'll, you'll realise in years that it's a classic. It's like, or maybe it's just not that as good as you think it is like yes i like, agree with that 100 like i'm not any less smart than you because i don't like a film or i don't get it or the sound mixing is horrendous like it's not i just thought it was i also thought it was like fine like it's probably his one of his weaker films and mm-hmm. i think that like i appreciate what nolan does in that like he sort of he wants to do a lot of practical things and he sort of wants to do it like as real as he can and i think that's fine but i think he is getting to a point where like his career is sort of dropping in terms of like quality of film like i think like the last truly phenomenal thing he's made was like inception like 10 years ago and i I feel that like ever since then he's sort of been on the at a bit of a decline in terms of like quality of his films as well as like people enjoying his films like i feel that like stuff like interstellar and stuff have sort of like have not been as flat in comparison yeah to and and like i like nolan as a filmmaker like he's made some of my favorite films but i think that he's sort of getting a little too far up his own ass to say (laughs) in that like He's sort of doing what he wants, but I think that I don't have a problem with like making films that are there's like you, they're a lot deeper than you think, or that. But I think there's like a fine line between making something that's deep and you have to sort of think, and it's making something that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And I think Jordan Peele has success has done that in that he his films like you get them, you can make sense. Like, you, you know what happens. There's no sort of, like, oh, I don't really know what happened here. Like, you, you know what this is. Like, face value, you know what it is. And you can... And I think most people could interpret and figure out, like, okay, so this happened here, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But there's a bunch it of... still leaves details for you to yeah. figure out on rewatches and analyze and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. yeah. And it's very much, like, sort of... So you can appreciate it as a film, like you sort of there's like sort of multiple levels, and that you can if you don't want to analyze it, you can just watch it and be like that's good, and then you don't have to think about it again. But you can sort yeah. of break it down and sort of go into different layers and say and sort of make interpretations about this scene or this character or this moment or this and this and that. And I think with some films, they they're not as good as doing that. Like Tenet, I think Tenet, yeah. you can't. I'm not sure if you can enjoy it at a base level. And I think most films you should be able to enjoy at a base level. Like, I think, like, I'm fine if you don't get everything, but I think if as long as you sort of understand, like, the main plot, like, what the characters were doing, and... Yeah. 
everything was sort of clear, then I think that's fine. But if you just make a film that just is you doing whatever you want, and you're not really... And you're sort of making what you want to see, not what you think, like, maybe... And, like, I think filmmakers should, like, should tell the stories they want to tell, but I think you should also make it so that it can be enjoyed by a massive demographic and a massive audience. Mm. And, and I think that is something that Jordan Peele has excelled at so far, is that, like, even if you don't like his films or you think they're, like, fine, you have to admit that he makes them in a way that can sort of... They can be taken at face value and yes. still enjoy it. Yeah. And I yeah. think that is film... And I think that's what, like... And I think that... I'll, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I want to say like all films should be like that, but I definitely think that, you know, stuff like sort of movie like I, I, I if like it's if the movies you're making are the, these big things that everybody's going to see, then I don't know how like deep and sort of like it like sort of you you sort of should make it so that, that they can understand. I don't know if you should for like a general audience you should do something that's a little bit like. Oh, it's it's a little deeper. It's a little harder to think. Because I don't want to say that the general movie-going public are stupid per se, but I don't know if they want to necessarily think about it. Like people who don't watch movies a lot or aren't analyzing them, I don't know how excited or, in, or like the enjoyment they get of a movie that they sort of have to think about afterwards. Like they have to be like, okay, so this so this meant this and this meant that. I, I like if it's if it's like for a general movie-going audience, like you know. Like a lot of like yeah. superhero films and stuff, they there's not a lot of sublim. There's not a lot of like, it's sort of like it sort of makes sense. There's no sort of like symbolism or anything like that. It's just it's like the story beats, you know, first, second, and third act, and the characters, like you can sort of understand the story, and you can just be like, yeah, I got I got that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Like you don't want people to be doing the theater confused you know you want you don't want to be films just for critics you know you want films mm-hmm. that yeah everyone can enjoy but some people uh can enjoy it on like a deeper level you know mm-hmm. yeah and and that's the thing and I, I think Jordan Peele, Jordan Peele does that so well yeah and, and and that's the thing I sort of feel with Nolan at times is that he sort of doesn't take into account how other people feel like like because there are people who like who will sort of praise him and sort of say he's this like messiah and this amazing filmmaker which i wouldn't know if i'd go as that far he's a very good filmmaker but like a modern day master i don't know if i'd go as that far like and i'm saying this as a fan and like he's made my favorite film but i think that like again i'm just gonna go back to it like memento you it's a very like you see like you can take it as face value like the way it ends you're like that's what the ending means but you could take more from it if you wanted to but you don't have to it, it's sort of up to interpretation and sort of what you want to take from it yes mm-hmm. yeah 100 percent. yeah and, and i think this and i think jordan peele i think i don't know if he will go to that point of christopher nolan where he's just making whatever he wants because I think he is sort of he doesn't have I don't want to say Nolan has an ego per se, but I think, I think he does. <laughs> what to be fair, I think he at times he's not I mean, you know, like he recently 
when Warner Brothers announced they're going to put all the films they're making over the next year or so under like their streaming service, he got all up in arms about that. And I don't know why, because it's kind of obvious that like film as a medium is sort of moving more towards that, to more to streaming. Yeah. And I think that, and I'm aware that he loves you know movie theaters, and I love movie theaters as well. But I'm sort of like. I would much rather see a movie in theaters because I think that's the best place to watch one, a film. But if it's if it's all moving to if most of it if a lot of it's moving to streaming, then that's fine because that's just sort of being up in date up like with the times, yeah, you know. Yeah, keeping up with the times. Yeah, yeah. And, and I and I do think he's got like the people who true like who really love him. I think they just like, they sort of feel that like. You can't criticize him because, again, his films like oh they're just they're too smart for you. It's like I don't really think they are. Like I just think it's pretentious. Like Charlie Kaufman as a filmmaker, yes, he makes smart. Like he writes. He's a he's a he's a brilliant writer. Um, and I like. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't really get. I'm thinking of ending things. I, I need to go back and watch it again. But I don't think he's a like. I think. It's like, I didn't get this one film, but I, I think that that's a kind of film where you kind of need to watch it again, and you need to yeah. sort of take more from it on a rewatch. And that's, I think, what Charlie Kaufman does and is so good at, is that he... You can watch it the first time, and you can sort of get it, but if you watch it again, you get more from it. or it, it, You can gain more message. You can have a better understanding of that story. And I yeah. think with Nolan, I think, I think most of his films... I, I could probably say that if I like most of his films I have seen, I was able to get it. I got the story, and I think Tenet is him just like jumping the shark, and just doing too much and doing whatever he wants for the sake of it, and it it resulted in a mediocre film at best. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, and again, and so Jordan Peele. We were talking about us, but I'm going on this tangent. But I just go. I just want to make this point that I'm trying. To, I guess I could, I'm trying to compare in that Jordan Peele. He seems like he wouldn't like. He got a much bigger budget for this film, and I'm sure he probably could have gotten like whatever budget he asked for because of that success. But I do. But he didn't. He he didn't go like out and out crazy with this. It like it's 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 it's. A bigger film than Get Out, but it's not like a massive film. Like it, it. There's more like locations and there's more characters and everything, but he doesn't just do whatever he wants. He, you yeah. know, he it does. Still, it still makes sense. Yeah, exactly. And and that can and that can happen with writers. I feel and filmmakers is that they make like this this surprising hit or this very good film, and then after that they just think they're this like genius and they just make what they ever they want and it's not as good but i would yeah. argue that this is an improvement on get out because i felt like i enjoyed the story better I, I i felt that the characters were better i thought the acting was better um and i just thought get out was not like i didn't think that the story that was being told in get out was like i don't want to say an original like it was definitely a, a different sort of unique way of telling that story but it's kind of like I've seen that in like yeah, I've seen are, better like, films that do that. Right. Yeah. 
And that's just sort of what my opinion is on Us, is that it's a better film. Yeah, definitely more involved. Mm-hmm, yeah. But I-, I will admit that Get Out is a very, like, as a film, it's very, I, I-, I appreciate, I like when actors or filmmakers, you know, writers and everything, they sort of, they've done this thing for a long time that they sort of branch off and do something else. Like, you know, Jordan Peele, he was in comedy for a long time and then he sort of branched off and made, a ver- and like, made two very successful horror films. And I always enjoy that kind of story and saying this person who did this thing who did this kind of genre once do like a complete 180 and do this completely different genre yeah and like I just sort of think that this was I feel like this is somewhat underrated like I feel like a lot more people prefer Get Out as a film and I don't really no, I, I don't agree with that, but I have not watched Get Out in a while, so we'll, I will have to go back and watch it again to see if my opinion changes on it. Yeah, yeah. I would say that Us is definitely uh, more evolved, more complete, like fuller, more unique, almost version of Get Out. Like, of course, mm. the plot is different, but a lot yeah. of the, you know, it has like the same themes, some of the same symbolism even. Yeah, but both, mm-hmm. I think, fantastic films. Mm-hmm. Us being the better. Yeah. Um, so, I think I've said, like, basically all I want to say on this. Is there, like, anything you want, any, like, final things you wanted to say, or? Uh, I think we've covered everything. Uh, I'm just looking at my notes to see if there's anything else. There was... Uh, okay, I'm going to make one final statement. It's um, just like one final thing to say before we finish, because we've been going for over an hour now. So, um, uh, thing I uh, uh, thought... I don't know how I feel about it. It was... There was a bit sort of when the Tethered family were like getting ready to attack like, the main family, and they, like, lock the door or whatever, and then one of them, the tethered, gets, like, a key from, like, a spare key from under the rock, whatever, and I don't remember what the line is, but they say something about, like, about white, like, oh, of course, like, to to sort of paraphrase, it's like, oh, of course, like, a white, like, white people would do this, like, it's not that exact quote, but they sort of make a joke, like, oh, of course white people would do that, like, I sort of felt that, like, well, I don't know. Do, is that like a common thing that like just white people do, or is it like, like I don't know. Like, was he just was like, uh, like because I don't know anybody who does do was... that. But to be fair, yeah, I, I think don't. It's more of a, uh, I think it's more of an American thing. Yeah, I thought I got away with it. I thought yeah. it was funny. I, I I thought it was funny, and I but then I I initially thought oh that's funny, and then I just sort of sat there thinking like wait a second like. I was like, is that really, like, a thing that, like, a lot of white people do? Like, again, yeah. I was just sort of like, yeah, you know. But that's just, like, the final note that I've made. Um, so, uh, what would you give us? Like, uh, what rating would you give it? I think there were some minor, like, dialogue and humor issues but on a whole i think it's a fantastic movie and mm-hmm. i'll give it a nine out of ten 
a nine. I, I, I think when I first, that's I was initially gonna go with a nine out of ten when I thought like like when I was watching this, I was like, oh, this is so good, and then I just sort of felt that like something like the the comedy didn't work. I thought some of the like I I wasn't I thought the twist was like fine like it wasn't like you know anything amazing and I just sort of felt that it was I don't know some of it just like didn't work for me um, so I gave it an eight out of ten for us uh, so that is the end of our discussion on us uh, thank you for listening to this. Um, yeah, I think we're done. Do you have any, like, do you have any, like, final things you'd like to say at all, Kitty? Uh, no, thanks for having me back. Yeah, it's, it's all good. Pleasure. Yeah, I hope to have you back in the future. Yeah, for sure. Right, uh, so, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, go back and listen to any old episodes I've done, if this is not the first episode. Uh, and I hope to and I hope to see you all next week. Bye.